We don't have to wait to access their talent. We can access it now. And I think that this group of students want to display that talent. They want it on display. And uh, it's up to us to say, hey, we've got something. Let's work together. Let's collaborate. Welcome to Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I'm your host and chief goddess of the PASS Foundation, Annalise Corbin. We know the current model for education is obsolete. It was designed to create fleets of assembly line workers, not the thinkers and problem solvers needed today. We've seen the innovations that are possible within education, and it's our goal to leave the box behind and reimagine what education can look like in your own backyard. Welcome to today's episode of Learning Unboxed. As always, we are super excited because we get to talk with innovators in the world of education. And today we are going to be hearing about something called Wimbler Ed. And joining us today is Wimbler's um, founder and CEO, Tiffany Marr. Um, And joining her, um, we have Derek Fitzer and Dawn Weaver um, and Callan um, Kaidash. Did I get that right, Callan? Pretty close. Gosh. <laughs> Pretty close. We'll come back to that. Um, so they're here um, from Southwestern City Schools, um, which is a school district in the Central Ohio region, and to talk about this program called Wimbler Ed, which is a gaming simulation app that engages students as avatars through financial scenarios and events that impact wealth over time. And students learn the value of strategic planning and critical thinking and personal finance through gameplay. And I want to say just how cool could that possibly be? I think the answer is pretty darn cool. So Tiffany, um, welcome to the program. How about, you know, a sort of 50,000 foot view of what is this thing, Wimbler Ed, and what does it have to do with your sort of day-to-day work and why? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Annalise, for, for having us on. We really appreciate it. Um, this is an honor to be able to have this platform to, to talk about Wimbler, Wimbler Ed. Um, so we sincerely appreciate this. You're very um, welcome. So, so Wimbler is uh, a fintech solution for the workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, we know how critical financial empowerment, financial betterment is for those who go to work every day, work hard, um, and uh, want to be able to manage their wealth properly. Um, but we also know how critical it is for students to get a head start mm-hmm. on that financial journey. And that's where Wimbler Ed came into play. Um, I'll, I'll stop there unless you want me to keep going. <laughs> no, I think that when we'll, we'll sort of, we'll ferret some of those pieces out as we go along. So one of the things that I sort of love um, about the sort of connections here is that Wimbler Ed and Southwest City Schools are both members of the Columbus Chamber of Commerce. And for lots of communities, right, our local Chamber of Commerce um, serve as connectors. And in this case, you truly did connect um, through this sort of chamber partnership and the opportunity for CEOs and leaders to hear about the cool and innovative things that are happening in communities. This is a perfect example um, that sort of showed up, I take it, um, Dawn, sort of at your doorstep, so to speak. So why don't you share with us a little bit about how, um, you know, I assume it was your superintendent, um, perhaps, or somebody at the school district, right, who had an opportunity to, to meet up with Tiffany, and then voila, something happens in a local school. So help us understand that. 
So um, Amy Shakat, who's our director of career technical education for Southwestern City, um, had met with Tiffany just after one of the Columbus uh, Chamber events. And I think they met up for coffee and Tiffany can confirm that the, the meeting lasted um, probably a couple cups of coffee worth, but um, they had plenty to share. And um, so when Amy came to me and said, hey, you know, this is a, a great company. We need to see if this can work with something in our building. So I kind of work as a liaison in our building with companies, the employer, the educator, and our students. And so that's when I came back to our teacher, Mr. Fitzer, Derek Fitzer, and um, said, hey, I've heard about this thing. We're asked to work with a mobile application for Wembler. And we actually did a couple of cool things with Wembler. And I'll let Derek share some of those things too, as far as even logos and stuff. But um, so once we were able to connect and thought this would work out, um, we were contacting Tiffany and we made future plans from there. Perfect. So, Tiffany, before we move over to Derek and to Callan, um, as it relates to what actually happened in the course, so just give us the sort of the, the next connecting point, because one of the things I thought was super fascinating and was part of, honestly, what intrigued me the most about, um, you know, having this conversation on the program is the fact that the students in this class, you essentially... Employed's not the right word, but you you partnered with this class to actually do the design and development of what became the program that is going to be deployed into schools. Do I have that correct? You absolutely have that correct. You know, we 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 always talk about um, talent, and right now talent is you know extremely hard not only to find, but uh, once you find it, to secure it. And we always talk about. Um, uh, the value of the emerging workforce, which is our students, you know, they're students now. And so to engage them in a project that was essentially or is essentially um, a game, which we know is something that students value and students enjoy. Um, to, it, to me, to thankfully to Southwestern City School District, it was the perfect fit to involve them in this project and to move this project forward. Um, I'll back up and say um, technology for those that that may not be um, fully aware is extremely expensive. I mean, every iteration of something, you know, costs. And so this was a very cost effective way for um, our ideas to actually come come to an app, come on screen. Um, and so this this was to me the perfect the perfect opportunity, the perfect match. You'll hear more from Callan, who was pivotal um, in creating the ideas that were in my head because uh, by definition, I'm a, I'm a non-technical founder, <laughs> which means I don't code. <laughs> I have the ideas that, and I, you know, reach out to the experts that do. And so uh, Callan was pivotal um, in establishing the design for this and um, creating and crafting some of the code. So um, it, it, it was a perfect fit. Excellent. Um, you know, and those are always the kind of things we're out there looking for, right? You know, those those perfect moments. So, so Derek Fitzer, so you're the teacher um, that is involved in this sort of collaborative sort of endeavor. So tell us a little bit from your perspective. Um, well, first and foremost, what was the class or the course that you plugged this into? And 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 why did this particular 
project opportunity. At the end of the day, this is industry R&D, right? So this is as real as it gets. So I love that. Um, so so why was this a fit for, for the course that you teach or the work that you wanted to, to really take your, your students down, I guess, if you will? Sure. Well, I teach a two-year mobile application development program, uh, primarily in Swift. Uh, so we're developing for the iPhone. Uh, a component of career technical education is, is work-based learning. Uh, and so we're always looking for, you know, connections with industry. Uh, this is where Dawn's, uh, you know, assistance was really helpful. Um, for me, I, all the boxes started checking off as we, as uh, Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany and I started talking. Um, you know, being an iOS-only shop, that's a deal breaker for some people. But uh, I think as I looked at the project, Students had a skill set that was kind of ready to go to tackle a project at this scale. Uh, they're you know, in the second semester of their senior year. Um, so I had a team of 15 students. I also brought some talented junior students in. Uh, that's where Callum's work was involved in the project. But um, it was really just a great balance of a, a really viable project and uh, a, an employer, a client, who was really uh, willing to work the process. Um, that was one of the things that Tiffany really uh, just was made things wonderful is just that there was this level of communication. It, it felt very flexible and comfortable and uh, really helped encourage students to do some great work. Yeah, and that's one of those things that we know when students can engage in projects that are absolutely real instead of something just made up, where it makes all the difference in the world. So, so Callan, I want to hear a little bit from you. I mean, the work that you had to do to be able to go from this concept into an application that's actually working, right, um, and ha- potentially has the the ability now to be deployed in other places. That's that's something else. So, talk to us a little bit about. What was it that you had to do? What what did it take to actually go from idea to application? Right. Yeah. So um, I'm Callum. And uh, as previously mentioned, I'm one of the juniors that worked on it. And I did a lot of the art side, uh, specifically in Photoshop. So what I did is I made a ton of iterations of different logo ideas for icons in the app or even the app itself. And just went through them and worked back and forth with Mr. Fitzer and Mark to try to get like a better idea of what she wanted, what would look the best for the app. Uh, I worked with color palettes, trying to get like a nice feel. I eventually landed on pastels and kind of brighter colors because at the end of the day, it's, it's a game. I want people to have fun with it. So I think giving it a lighter tone for something that is generally kind of a serious topic, you know, finances and mm-hmm. money and all that. So I just wanted to make it a little bit more playful and, and, and approachable to a student. Um, but yeah, I, I did a bunch of iterations. It was a very fun process trying to come up with new ideas and just working back and forth. Yeah, and then all of that information, I assume, and I'm making big assumptions here, so you guys correct me if I'm wrong. That's how we do this, right? It's a conversation. So so the work, Callan, then you did then, I assume, partners up with additional students who, who aren't in our conversation today, but we're actually working on the code and the back-end design, all of the UX components. So, um, so Mr. Fitzer, yeah, help me, help me understand and sort of backfill those pieces before we, we, we toss back to Tiffany, because then I've got questions on her side of this. So what, what did your ultimately, the different components of your team that you had to pull together that Callan was, was part of, what did that look like? What were the skill sets that you had to pull draw from there? 
So we had um, kind of the foundation for writing code. Uh, we wanted to um, divide the work uh, as much as we could into com like compartmentalized teams. Um, so we use Agile and kind of Scrum management to basically mm -hmm. look at um, a feature, uh, build the feature, test, and then we would present to Tiffany uh, in a weekly sprint. And those conversations were fantastic because not only were mm -hmm. we kind of reviewing the what we had worked on, but also it was kind of inspiring in the process that the students were uh, developing a lot of scenario-based um, content uh, that I think was very real world because I think the app is really looking mm -hmm. at, you know, addressing financial literacy with young people and um, having students generate the content in addition to the code um, really helped add an, an element of authenticity to the project. Yeah, absolutely. And so, Tiffany, then, as you're doing these weekly sprints um, with this team, so so what do you learn along the way? We'll, we'll get to the end product in a minute, but, you know, there's this, this, I like to think of it as relentless iteration, right, that happens anytime you get to these kind of sort of design scenarios. And they're, they're awesome because so much is learned every time something doesn't work. All those failure points are, are epic opportunities for advancement. So from your perspective, um, you know, as the, as the founder and the, the, the industry um, partner in all of this, tell us about that experience for you. Well, first, I have to say um, how amazing of a partner Derek was throughout all of this. I mean, Derek, Don, and Amy were just amazing partners. I, I can't express that enough. Um, Derek, in, in particular, though, obviously, he has a curriculum on a mm -hmm. weekly basis, on a daily basis, on an hourly basis <laughs> <laughs> that he <laughs> that he has to teach and somehow some some way um, sort of immersed me within that and immersed this project within that. And uh, he did it so graciously and um, he was such a wonderful partner. So I have to I have to say that and get that out. Um, one of the things that I, I learned and, and I know Derek and I even sort of talked about this throughout our process was the fact that this project occurred um, somewhat right when the kids got back to school after the COVID shutdown. Um, and it was interesting to see um, how much they wanted to engage and, you know, how much being away um, uh, and being able to come back and, and be a part of something uh, was valuable for them. So that was one of the things that I learned. I also learned how incredibly intelligent the emerging workforce truly is and how much they will contribute to our society um, as long as we're nurturing them and pushing them forward and giving them the proper guidance that they need and moving them in the direction um, that they're most comfortable with. Even even creating opportunity where it's not always comfortable. I mean, we as as adults, uh, as as you know, school administration, as uh, business owners, business leaders, we know that it's important to be sometimes in those uncomfortable scenarios for growth. Um, but it, it was it was an amazing opportunity just to see the talent that's coming, the talent that's here, um, and just being able to tap into that. 
was was super for me. Yeah. I love the fact that you referred to what was happening there as emerging workforce. So I want to thank you for that. So that's that's a phrase I use all the time in my work, in my journey. And one of the reasons why I think it's so important, right, is because it's actually um, honoring the attributes and the potential and the skill that these young entrepreneurs, students, um, they have so much to offer. And often, I think one of the things that happens is we forget um, that this that that part of our society has just massive intrinsic value way beyond what we we just we just think of on a day to day. And oftentimes I, I bump up against this all the time, right? And I I will say repeatedly that I would put up the kids um, that are in the innovation lab, the space you see behind me, um, against any R and D team in the world. Right, because these kids, when you say, "Hey, we believe you are completely capable of doing and solving the world's greatest problems," can in fact do anything. It's it's limitless, right? That's one of the things I love. One hundred percent. I wish I could bottle Callan and oh, just you take can. I, I bet you we can figure everywhere. that one out. <laughs> <laughs> we need to. <laughs> I bet we can negotiate something there with old Callan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So speaking of Callan, so so I want to roll this back around to you then, right? Because I have no doubt that in those weekly sprints and that relentless iteration that we've been talking about here, you learned things that surprised you. And so I really, I, I want to think about that just for a minute. Um, you know, what was an experience or set of experiences through the life of this project that you think are incredibly meaningful to you, Callan, as the, the high school student, but more importantly, Callan as the, the entrepreneur and Callan, whatever it is that you're going to be um, next in this world, what was the thing or set of things that were the big takeaways for you? Yeah, of course. Um... Honestly, I think the coolest thing, this isn't really one instance, but just seeing it all kind of come together and actually become a thing is super satisfying to me. Uh, just watching all the different pieces work and actually show something for it. Um, but it was cool. I, I got to see how like stuff worked in the real world for a lot of that stuff. Um, it was very interesting. Uh, I, I, I just really enjoyed it, honestly. I can't think of a specific thing. <laughs> I, I know that's not like the best answer, but I, I just, there it all was really fun. It all was super cool because it all just like, I don't know, it was just people coming together and making something. It was really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Um, you know, so Derek, same question though to you. So you got to watch an entire classroom of Callens working on this project. And I have no doubt that it's not the first time that you've I suspect uh, that you've partnered up somehow with industry and bringing sort of real world problems sort of into the experience that you have for students. I suspect you're just that guy, that great teacher that does that kind of thing. But I have no doubt that each project is is unique in terms of the experiences and the opportunities for the students. So I'm curious from your perspective, from that the teacher hat, what did you watch? What did you observe that you feel like are the big takeaways about this project um, in particular? I think the Wembler project was especially interesting and, and had impact for students um, because they had they were really involved in not just coding. It wasn't just a set of you know user stories they had to generate, but they were actually really involved in helping shape the functionality of the app itself. Um, and I think that that was what was so valuable um, and where I think really increased the level of buy-in from students. 
is they realized that their ideas and their input um, were shaping, you know, how this product is really going to work. Uh, and Tiffany, your feedback during those sprints was was so powerful because you know a student you know potentially shy about sharing an idea, but they put it out there, and um, you know you just continuously encouraged and uh, and propped the students up. It was really uh, increased the value of the project in the classroom. It, it was a pretty powerful experience. Yeah. So, so Tiffany, when you sort of, you know, spent a lot of time sort of in those spaces and with those kids, and as you were watching, were there things that you saw that were sort of aha moments for you that then translate back into your world of work? Absolutely. Um, I think one of the biggest things, you know, working with educators, working with students, on a project for students is that this was essentially not only this emerging workforce working on this, but this was also sort of a test market as well. Um, and so um, I think most business leaders, business owners know that when you want something new to come to market, you start really, really small, <laughs> as inexpensive as possible to see what's gonna work and what's not gonna work. And um, you figure out, okay, this this is going to be great. This is not. Um, you get the input to to make those, like you said, those multiple iterations, those multiple changes and shifts. Um, but it absolutely, it, it was definitely, um, it it was a great experience. Mm -hmm. So, what happens next with this? Is this product finished? Does it get tossed back to the next group of? Of, of class? Does it, does it scale? What, what happens with this next, Tiffany? So there's a lot of different things <laughs> that are, that probably fit on the next list. Um, but one of the things that we're going to do next specifically with this um, semester of students is have them complete a survey. So we'll introduce what the previous class um, the phase one the, that the previous class completed and have them uh, test it out and uh, take a survey to see what did they learn? Did they like it? Um, do they even know that uh, a new law was passed in our state that now requires uh, financial literacy curriculum for graduation? And just get their perspective on the, on the entire gamut of financial literacy related technology and uh, learnings and really take that information and go from there. Um, I mentioned we just uh, traveled overseas for a trade mission um, to the UK last summer, so summer of 22, and uh, even introduced the work that these students did um, to some of the leaders in the United Kingdom, in London specifically, and got positive response. And so we're still in talks with some of those individuals over there about, okay, what's next for this product potentially here. Um, so I will, I will go back and say, and just reiterate how valuable this emerging talent is. And we don't have to wait to access their talent. We can access it now. And I think that this group of students want to display that talent. They want it on display. And uh, it's up to us to say, hey, 
we've got something. Let, let's work together. Let's collaborate. They want to hear those types of words, oh, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Right, Callan? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. So then, um, some. So Derek, that what I'm hearing is that there's more work. So this coming semester, you're engaging in sort of the next phase of this project with your students. Is it the same students or different students? It sounds like different students. So it's different students. It also allows us to look at a different part of the project. Um, oftentimes, you know, the, the testing and really looking critically at what you've coded. Um, is something that we don't focus on as much. So the project is leading us into some new areas. Uh, and I think it'll be really valuable for students to see how that project hands off from the, you know, the, the first round of coding and, and, and building this base to really testing it, breaking it down and seeing what works and what doesn't, and then getting information back to the client. Right. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I love the fact that you're able to to grab a hold of that, go to the next iteration, utilize the students who had who had worked on it the first time as sort of a springboard for the next piece of it. It's all fresh eyes, fresh ideas, um, you know, coming into that mix. You know, Callan, since I'm super curious for, for you, um, you know, now that you've sort of transitioned off of this piece of the project, but you learned so much along the way. So one of the questions that, that I'm I'm certain that lots of folks that are listening are thinking about is, okay, this was a really cool and awesome experience for this kiddo and all the kids that participated in this. But what do you specifically do with this next, this experience? So what impact does it have on your trajectory moving forward? And not that you have to have the whole, whole future for yourself all mapped out. That's not what I'm asking you. Um, but really, what I'm curious is how do you use this experience when you think about what, what you do or how you engage and sort of the next components of what life brings to you? Of course. Um, obviously, I'm kind of towards the start of my journey for a lot of this yeah. stuff. Um, and I do want to get into computer science and then kind of get into this field. So this kind of honestly gave me like a test run to see if this is mm -hmm. what I really want to do, if I enjoy doing this type of work going forward. And because I'm at the start, it gave me an opportunity to say, well, okay, if I didn't enjoy this, I could maybe do other avenues or alternatively, yeah. and this is what happened to me, is I'm like, oh, I really like this. This is really fun. I want to pursue this further and put more effort towards it and, and just work as hard as I can to get that type of thing every day. Um, okay. So I just want to say this out loud to everybody on this call. That's the win right? No matter what end product came from this, what we just heard, that was the win. Um, yes. It gives me chills, uh -huh. honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, 100%, right? I mean, at the end of the day, as educators, you know, anything that we can do to help young people find their passion. And what I love, Callan, about what you just said is, I liked this right? Not, oh, it was okay. I think I might do that. Oh, it'll be a paycheck at the end of the day. It's a job I could have, which there's nothing wrong with those things, right? But when I hear kids say, I like it, I love it. I want to do that thing with the same sort of body language and excitement that you were just displaying. In my mind as educators, we did the right thing collectively, everybody involved. So super, super exciting. Um, you know, Dawn, I want to toss all of this back to you as we sort of get ready to sort of wrap this conversation. Because at the end of the day, this experience is powerful in an individual classroom. And so I'm super curious about sort of what, what happens next or the potential, I guess, that really is. Um, 
that this project has as it relates to the way the district thinks about its bigger, broader mission and work as it relates to how industry can have a meaningful impact in the trajectory or decision-making or moving forward sort of at that K-12 space. Comes back to the reason I love the term emerging workforce, right? If we think about our obligation is way more than just a high school diploma, then I think that we think about the journey that we can have together and with our students in particular within our communities very, very differently. So I'm curious, how does a district take this experience and translate it or scale it into other endeavors that a district may make. And and, and I gather you're in the midst of sort of industry and community partnership conversations for your district as part of your own work. So how do you think about this experience? Um, When I first, you know, met with Tiffany, we were trying to figure out how do we introduce this to the students? How do we um, move forward? What do we do at the end of this school year last year? And I just want to Kind of plug in how we were able to um, grow our our audience within the building because we have a culinary hospitality arts program, and so um, Tiffany had thought, what a great idea to include those students. So we had students from the hospitality events area sit down with Tiffany and myself and try to plan a celebration. Um, so those are some of the bigger pictures we look at. Um, We had a cake, we had um, snacks, we brought in industry, we brought in the Columbus Chamber, and then we had the students do their presentation to those business people, um, which was, you know, a really exciting and maybe scary thing for the students to do. But, you know, it gave them a chance to um, sell themselves a little bit, promote themselves, and and talk about the work that they had done. So all those things are just, again, bonus icing on the cake, literally, um, for these kids. Um, Working with business and industry is is such an important role for not only just career tech, but all um, high uh, high schools across the area. But I think we see it a lot more in career tech because we are able to make those partnerships. Um, we deal with different companies a lot on um, just having the kids work with that particular area and, and, and filling those employment gaps. Um, and like Tiffany and you had said, it's an emerging workforce. We have many openings from companies who said before we don't hire under the age of 18 who have now waive that statement and they're now hiring under 18 because these kids want to learn they want to work and um companies are realizing that this is a great place to find their homegrown workforce if you get them in early and then you can train them up um, many of them will stay there and become lifelong employees Um, and you know sometimes they will do that. Sometimes they may go to college and work part-time in a different um, industry, but um, a lot of times they go back to that company where they first got their feet wet. And I think, you know, something like that with Colin has really worked, you know, in his benefit and then our benefit as a school. And then, of course, Tiffany's for sure with um, Wendler. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that that folks all the time don't realize how incredibly creative that talent pool truly, truly is. So um, again, it's part of the story that I, I really, really love. I want to thank all of you for taking time today to join us for this conversation, for sharing the story and your experience um, with our listeners. And I can't wait, actually, to see what comes next from this partnership and the product um, or products, I suspect. Um, Tiffany has found an incredible R&D team um, opportunity, not just for this moment, but for the future, too. I suspect she's as wickedly smart as I think she is. This is going to be a long long-term partnership. So um, thank you all um, for the conversation today. I enjoyed having you so much. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I want to thank my guests and encourage you all to be part of the conversation. Meet me on social media at Annalise Corbin and join me next time as we stand up, step back, and lean in to reimagine education.